Who's this? This is a friend of yours playing a game. Playing a trick, are you, hey? Little trick on Rupert here. Okay. It's not funny, this, you know. Where is he? Doctor? I can't find him. Can you find him? Find who? Wally. Wally? He's nowhere in this book. It's not a where's Wally one. Well, how would you know? Maybe you just haven't found him yet. He's not in every book. Really? Well, that's a few years of my life I've been eating back. Are you scared? The thing on the bed, whatever it is, look at it. Does it scare you? Yes. Well, that's good. You want to know why that's good? Why? Let me tell you about scared. Your heart is beating so hard. I can feel it through your hands. There's so much blood and oxygen pumping through your brain. It's like rocket fuel. Right now, you could run faster and you could fight harder. You could jump higher than ever in your life. And you are so alert. It's like you can slow down time. What's wrong with scared? Scared is a superpower. It's your superpower. There is danger in this room. And guess what? It's you. Do you feel it? Feels it. Do you think he's scared? Nah. Loser. Turn your back on it. Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who. We're talking about a Peter Capaldi episode. Listen. And hopefully you'll listen to us talking about it. Uh, I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. And listen is an episode that's couple of things going on here. Who wrote this one? Uh, Stephen Moffat? That explains it. <coughs> yeah. Uh, so this episode uh, has a lot going on. There's a lot of stuff here. Um, what's it about? Uh, it's, I <laughs> it's very hard. It's so confusing. Yeah. There's good things, and the, then there's bad things. I don't know. He's scribbling on a chalkboard in in the TARDIS, and then he goes and gets Clara, and there are ghosts, so, maybe? We I, don't even... It's never really clear. It no, is. a lot of stuff is not explained. Well, I, I love this episode. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. I like bits and pieces Oh, man, over. this is... There's some things I don't... But, okay, so he, anyways... The beginning part is great because this is Capaldi as one of his best. He's eccentric and he's, he's basically talking to nobody, but he's talking to the audience. But I love how he just, as he's talking, this is Moffat being good too. Oh, I like that whole part. Believe it. But he, he's sitting there talking about, like, like a, imagine if there's an alien being that is so good at, correct me if I'm wrong, hiding that it, 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 right? Is that right? Yeah. You never yeah. know it's there. You never know it's there, and then you you get that feeling like underneath the bed, and then when you put your foot down, you get the leg. He's going off on a memory that he had when he was a kid, but we don't know that yet. He's just going off. He's just generically coming up with an idea, and he goes, let's go look for it. So he gets Clara and says, let's go look for this thing. 
And Claire's like, what are you talking about? Or whatever. And she and comes back from a disastrous date with Danny Pink. Yeah, which is... Um, because she makes fun of him digging wells and stuff like that. No, she ma- she she says something about him... Kill- they, some, something about killing, killing people, people comes up. And she said, right well, you'd be good at that. And then he... Right goes there, off. that's a date killer. Yeah. <laughs> what not to say the date? Just watch, listen. <laughs> You'll get a pretty lot of hints. Yeah, so there, there's um, the whole relationship thing, and it, they, they keep going back to... She keeps going back to try to fix it. Um, it and she screws up. Yeah. Because she forgets her jacket, and he picked up on it. Yeah. But he, she keeps screwing up. She, she went back and then said something like... And he's like, well, what are you talking about? How would you, how would you know that, or whatever? And, and then she does it later on. So if you were then. sitting in a restaurant, and there was a guy comes out of the kitchen dressed as a spaceman, would you notice? No. Nobody in this no, restaurant I, noticed, I would, except for Clark. It's a really good restaurant. Space guy. It's a really good restaurant, and I'm focused on my food, and I don't care if there's an astronaut. But if you don't have around. your food, you're waiting for it and to an show astronaut, up. Not just any astronaut, but an astronaut from... from the future. But Not from the future, well, from the future, but from the station that's near the black hole. Uh, and from the episode, uh, Idiots, uh, not Idiots, Lantern, um... What's the Impossible Planet? Impossible Planet. Because that had the patch from what's that base called? I can't called? remember what it's called. Um, but there's a oh, uh, Bowie. No, that's not that's not Bowie base. That's but but Bowie. it's uh, they used the same costume from that episode, Impossible Planet, and they didn't bother <laughs> covering up the patch, so it's the same costume, and it's not. And the they're all so focused on their conversation. How could you not notice this guy coming? And in why the did he send? He's pointing. Why did he send? What's the guy's name? Pink? Orson Pink. Orson. Why did he send Orson Pink out with a space suit on? Why couldn't he just gone out and said, Clara, Clara, come on, come on. Yeah. just embarrassed the hell of... So, so there's a lot of things that don't make sense with that. But and that's the chef Moffitt. didn't notice the yeah. spaceman walking through the kitchen of that's the restaurant. That's He loves the shock value. He's done it before. He does it again. He'll always do it. And that's the thing that... That's the one thing in this episode that really... Well, I know you guys... <laughs> I the like, no I like the episode except for the Danny Pink stuff. I'm well, just not a fan. I was never a fan the whole season of Danny Pink. I just didn't like the character. I, I, <laughs> the anti-soldier agenda is prominent. Any idiot who's on his cell phone and doesn't look both ways before crossing the Yeah, that's right bad. I, I, you're watching this episode and you go, this guy is, is an, an idiot. idiot. because He's going to get hit by a car in it, four episodes because he was looking at his cell phone. <laughs> Um. I, yeah, I I was just confused by the whole thing. So uh, okay, so there's a lot going on in this episode. It's probably too much. It felt like to me, I was like, boy, this is a longer episode than normal. Um. F- first off, it's it's Clara trying to get a relationship going with this guy, and they have an anti-soldier agenda where he's a soldier, so everyone thinks you know both the doctor and her are kind of like. Not in just this episode, but future episodes, they're kind of like putting him down and stuff. And it's like, why? I I, I get it that you want to be anti-soldier, but you don't have to do that. It's not really nice. No, it's not. No, it's not. And and I think that... They do a lot of things that's really not their choice. I mean, well, they did sign up, but sometimes they do stuff that, that don't, you know... Right. I think what they're trying to show is the doctor's abhorrence of violence... But, you know... Some of his best friends are soldiers. 
Uh, his says, best friend is a soldier, the brigadier. Brigadier and, and all them people. So yeah, it's a, it didn't. It just came off as as not yeah. liking him, Danny. Which is acceptable. <laughs> but it was like he was jealous of Danny. You know, you can dislike war and violence and still not crap not, on the soldiers, not shit all over the soldier. Yeah. So. Because a lot of those poor people who sign up for the military are doing it for the college fund. Well, not in England. They're not. <laughs> well, no. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 there's a reason they're doing mm -hmm. it. And you shouldn't crap on them. Right. I, I, I kind of like the doctor's relationship with Clara. It's a little eccentric where he's always, like, putting her down. Like, she's, he's like, well, maybe you should put on some makeup or, you know, it's like, oh, my God, you look horrible and stuff like that. And, and, and well, it's just the way that doctor yeah, was. Yeah, but I, I like the one where... He was just like straight she, straight shooter. He's hiding in her bedroom. He says, I was hiding in there in case you brought him home or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of the whole story is when they were with, you know, child Danny Pink before he changed his name. And that thing comes out of the bedspread. Yeah. That was like the best part of the whole thing. Yeah, was that I'm scared. It's like, yeah, well, don't give it the satisfaction. Don't stare at it. Stare out the window because it's like a nightmare. You don't want, you know, it was like type of saying, you don't want the, you, the it's like conquering your fear type thing. And, and, and the point of that was we never find out. Is it a kid that came in from another or is it something else? And but it was neat because you saw the hairs on the neck go up. Yeah. On the doctor's neck. That was kind of neat. Yeah. So. I love that concept, and he brings it up at the beginning with the chalkboard, and the, you know, what happens? The chalk disappears on him, or something like that. Yeah, yeah it disappears writes. off the book, and then it's on the floor. And, and he's writing backwards. Like all of his writing is backwards. Is it? Yeah, in the beginning, it's all backwards. So the, the, I, I just like this whole concept, and it goes as far as you know, it goes to where he is. The, maybe the ending is a little bit of a weird. Situation oh, on Gallifrey. Yeah, I, I didn't. And they're in the. Well, that kind of made sense for the story because why would he be the hand on the leg? And yeah. it's actually Clara. Clara, and and it's the sh the the shack where mm -hmm. where the button the is war like, doctor you, winds up. And it's kind of you get a hint of why he doesn't like soldiers because he wanted to be with the science in this father. Whoever the, if yeah, it was his father, father says he's not smart enough for that. He's going to be a soldier, so you kind of get a hint of why he doesn't like soldiers, because he was trying. They were probably forcing him to be one. There's um during these scary moments, there's a thumping noise. At the, I don't know if it was the heart or something, but you, you just it's subtle at the begin with, but it gets louder and louder. And so I think they did a really good job with the whole creepy concept of this. There's this I, I wrote down doctor stealing coffee. He stole studying. the the in the children's home. Oh stole, yeah, yeah. He stole the guy's coffee, <laughs> and then said, "Where's your coffee?" Yeah, um, and he's creeping out the guy by talking about it and stuff like that. Just the whole thing. I, I thought this is one of Capaldi's best episodes because of his ability to talk and and have these these speeches and stuff. And now, does Orson Pink? We know what happens to Danny Pink. So is Orson Pink like an anomaly? Because, because Danny Pink gets killed. Yeah, he gets run over by a car while he was on his cell phone. Right, gets converted into a <laughs> Cyberman. Was was Clara pregnant when he got killed? And we just don't. Well, it off a pretty or? long pregnancy because then she stayed out for two more seasons <laughs> after. That's true. That's true. <laughs>
Or is it just like uh, an alternate? Did he have a relative? Maybe. A brother or something? But he had the... Yeah, well, they said this little soldier guy was a family heirloom. Yeah, it was the same soldier that she put around his bed. Yeah. Where it could have been a relative. Where did she get the soldier from? They were in his room. There was a little they box of them in his room. And Dan the soldier man. Set them up around his bed. Except for the one without the gun. Except for the one without the gun, which she handed to him. So mm -hmm. somehow, Orson Pink obviously is connected to Danny Pink. Yeah. Just don't know how. And we never find out, because that... Just as well, because... They kill off Danny, and that's it. Well, so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff... There's a lot of stuff they don't answer in this in this story, uh, which is I love, because I, I, I don't want all the answers, necessarily. Uh, I do like the... Uh, He's looking through a book, looking for Wally, and it's like that's not a book. Where you, how do you know? You know, yeah. the wonder it's taking me so long. <laughs> Have you read the book? I thought all books were that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I no, liked it where they're in the space station, whatever. And Claire says, "I want to let's see what it is." He's like, "No, no, no! Do what you're told. Get in the TARDIS." And he's like, actually being forceful, getting her in there, like following through with the "you you do what I say" type thing. Yeah, for once and. And then next thing you see him, he's like, the doors are all open. He's like, oh, oh. <laughs> they have to go save him. And you never find out what came in. No, you don't. Like, you never find out what the thing is. I mean, yes, it was Clara under the bed for the doctor and for Danny. No, it wasn't for Danny, was it? No. No, just, just, for, just for the doctor. But, like, you never find out what the thing is on the bed, and you never find out what came into the spaceship or the yeah. space station. Just the concept that they're at the end of the universe and there's nothing left and then there's someone knocking on the door. It's kind of creepy again. Oh, it definitely was a creepy episode. It just, I just found it super confusing. It was hard to follow. It's hard for me to follow. Maybe that says more about the state of my brain than anything. I, I wrote down, um, maybe, you know, again, I, I watched this one maybe a, a week or two ago. Um, where the episode skips. Very odd editing at the end. Or, or I think there's some odd editing during this episode where it feels like the episode skips around a little bit. Um, maybe that's intentional to put you off a little bit on what's going on. Um, and I don't know any specific examples. I didn't write them down. But at, at one point I went back and I was like, did I just miss something? Because it, they're talking and then all of a sudden something else is going on. And... Um, You know, and I felt Moffat. This is one of his best episodes of, in my opinion, this is one of the best episodes of that he does. There's a few, but not as many as he he ha had been doing. Um, but this one was sort of a redemption. And I read that the reason he did this episode is he wanted to prove to people that he could write. And it's like, well, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good example because. You, I, I feel like maybe he thought his writing had gone downhill since he took over the show, which is probably true. It did. Um, but I love some of the elements of this. It's just that once you put Clara and Pink in the, in the relationship, it just, and Orson, it starts to really, there's too much going on in this episode. It, it could have been a two-parter, I think. Yeah. Or somebody, I don't know, I don't know what they could have cut out, but something could have been cut out. The date. The date. Yeah. The um, 
this episode, I guess, is based on a Stephen Moffat's short story called Corner of the Eye, which was in 2007. I don't know where that showed up. It was in a magazine or it was one of the books or whatever, but that's... Um, it was probably... Like one of those short story compilations. Short stories, yeah. But um, that concept of something out of the corner of your eye or behind you and, the, and everything that they put in this episode was great. I mean, you take all that out and put it on its own and you got a really creepy episode, but you got to have some sort of structure around it and they ended up putting this whole Orson Pink thing in, which I don't know if it fit in with it. It just mm. seemed to be two separate stories. Yeah. I, I, Sanctuary base. I guess Sanctuary if, if, it, if, um, if a date issue hadn't gone on for so long... Maybe it would have been that. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know how they. I mean, I'm not a writer, so I don't know how they could have The story didn't need the date. He could have just showed up at school and said, Clara, 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 I need you. And woof, off they went. It needed the date. To set up the Danny Pink. It could have just been any other. Pink thing. Yeah, but it could have been any little kid. Yeah, but then she wouldn't have had a connection to Danny. Well, uh, she doesn't really get a connection with Danny because he gets run over by a car, so... Well, yeah, so, I mean, the whole thing is okay, except how it ends, w where it just horribly, you know, Pink gets run over and there's an assignment and, and, and becomes part of a horrible episode, in my opinion. Not this so, episode, though. Well, I, I just like this one a lot because I love... The whole setup of it I like that's, I just don't like the Danny Pink part. I just never liked him as a character. Yeah, but I thought he was okay in this because I think he, he deteriorates later on. I thought he was okay in this because he's the kid. He's the he's uh, the um, ancestor later on, and that whole thing. I thought I could defend it and say you know other than walking in this restaurant with a spacesuit on, which doesn't make any sense. And, and I love. Stories that don't necessarily have a. Uh, what's midnight was one like that. We don't have a resolution. The creature isn't killed. We don't find out about the creature. This reminded me of that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love midnight a lot. I do too. For the most part, I mean, there's a, one thing in it that I didn't like. <laughs> what the double double bubble bubble? <laughs> no, no, the thing with Rose appearing on the screen. Oh, but um, and this episode was similar except for this. I gotta put a shock value in of a guy in a spacesuit walking in the restaurant. <laughs> Who's that? That guy's here all the time. He's, he's, uh... <laughs> I mean, there's people that must be talking, not concentrating on waiting for their food to show up. Happen to look up, there's a freaking guy in a spacesuit. How would you not notice? Maybe he had a perception filter on. Maybe, but why was he in the, in the sp spacesuit? Right. Because he didn't want Danny Pink to see his future ancestor. So instead, Danny Peake could have turned around and seen someone in a spacesuit, which is better. It would have been easier if the doctor just was standing there going, like, you know, waving his hand like, Clara, Clara, no. come on, let's go. I gotta have, I have to say, I was, the imagery was, was creepy, because I was like, what's this, and... There's a letdown. Yeah. Well, then you're like, you open up, and it's like, oh, it's, is it Danny Peake, or is it an older Danny Peake, or... Whatever. There's a lot of good concepts in this. I just think the concept of being at the end of the universe and having someone knocking on your door could have been one full episode. Yes. Um, with some sort of conclusion that didn't necessarily... And I don't mind if they left not knowing what it was. 
I, I know people hate that, but I'd be like, oh, you know, good. There's something out there in the universe that the doctor doesn't know about. And the doctor doesn't win in this one. He doesn't find out about this thing. He, he's going off on this, let's find this creature or this thing that's under the bed, and, and you know, it's Clara. You know, that, that sort of set this in motion, and Clara's done that throughout her whole era because she's interacted with previous doctors before, which is not necessarily a highlight. <laughs> but this was, um, was this before or after? That was af this is after, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. It's part of their issue with trying to find something for Clara to do. After yeah, they made her the impossible girl, and it just was, again, super confusing. Like, needlessly confusing, or needlessly complicated, I guess. They made her too important of a character, and then when they brought her back, they didn't have anything to do with her. They didn't have anything for her to do, so she be starts to become the doctor, and she's also dealing with this relationship. I thought she was good in this episode, but... Um, yeah, there's like three or four really good ideas. Well, I don't know if the relationship was a good idea, but it was kind of awkward to watch. I mean, I, I didn't mind that, but um, I didn't hate Pink at this point. No. Mm -hmm. I definitely hated him when he got hit by a car. That was pretty bad. Poor Danny Pink. That's a stupid name, too. Let's look it up. Any, any, is anyone last name Pink? Probably. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there is. There's a guy who makes really nice dress shirts whose last name is Pink. But what? Uh, it, they they name characters for a reason. There's a reason why the character's named Pink, and, and it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's just we remember the name. I guess that's part of it. Yep, it's a name. Okay. <laughs> No, here that makes no sense, so I'll skip it over. What does it not say? Centaurans preventing. He does mention the Centaurans, I think. Centaurans preventing. Oh. So, anyways, um, so, uh, I, I enjoyed this episode. I know there's some issues with it, there's a lot of. There's a lot going on. I think it skips from story to story, uh, but I do like this a lot of that stuff. I like being creeped out. I like being the chills, the hair on my neck go up, and I thought this episode did a really good job of that. And um, maybe I'm being hypocritical because there's a lot of the story elements that didn't make any sense, and, and I know you guys didn't like it as much, but... I liked the creepy aspects of it. Yeah. I liked the, you know, what do you see out of the corner of your eye and mm -hmm. what's under the bed. Because yeah. that's the kind of stuff that everybody's afraid of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? And and it, and I thought it was kind of cool that it turned out that that's what he was afraid of when he was little. Too. Yeah. Because you never think of the doctor as a little kid. And, and when the, he was a little kid. You know? And the doctor, whose show always has done this, in, in the newer episodes especially, where they bring something as this is very basic it's a very basic fear mm -hmm. there's no you know it's, it'd be like i don't know coming up with uh, um stuff coming out of your eye 
being something that's being... Oh, no, not, no that's... Oh, wait no, a minute, they did do that. They did, no, that's like one of the worst stories of all time. Yeah. No, but, uh, Fear Her is one of the worst stories of all time. I'd rather watch Fear Her than watch that stupid old sand. <laughs> Fear Her. I, th I think this the sand one um, had some good elements, too. I, I, I really enjoyed that whole concept of watching it from different uh, camera views and stuff. But then it there was, was just so many plot things of continuity oh, errors. Very much stuff. like it was this. Just, no, it was bad. Except that at know. least Fear Her had cupcakes with ball bearings on it. Hmm? What? <laughs> there, the, at the end, the doctor eats cupcakes that has little edible ball bearings on it. What does it have to do with anything? I don't know. It's better than the, watching the sand thing. Those are called dragees. Yeah, I know. I just that's what he calls them. Oh. Um. Fear her. That was a big disappointment because that so was Matthew Graham, right? Matthew Graham, and at the time I was really high Life on, on Mars. Graham. It was even before he did uh, Ashes to Ashes, because Life on Mars was. You bring in the best writer ever. Shakespeare's come back, and he's going to write an episode of Doctor Who. It's going to be one of the worst ones ever. Oh, you bring a good writer in or a good actor, bring him to Doctor Who, and he's going to be horrible. That's a generalization. Well, he did. Moffat screwed up. Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Neil Gaiman was ripped about the silver, whatever it's called. Yeah, that one. But the, he, his first one was pretty good. Oh, the one about the TARDIS? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Much better than the silver, whatever. But, I mean, you bring him in. Well, I guess Douglas Adams' Doctor episodes weren't much better. City of Jeff? It was okay. It was good. But it I wasn't. It. But it's not going to be as good as his stuff. No, because you're trying to cram somebody who does something else, who's mm. really good at something else. I mean, Ashes to Ashes, the only thing that is, is in common is that he gets sent back in time. You know, there's no, there's not a lot of similarity between Ashes to Ashes and Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah. Or Life on, Life Mars, on Mars and Doctor Who. Yeah, no, I know. But you, you look at, oh, well, you have a good writer, maybe, you, you know, you might have... And he writes that and then he does Doctor Who and you're just like... Uh, Has he done anything else? No. Oh, you mean anything else? For Doctor Who, I mean. Not for Doctor Who, no. The the one with the the white yogurt-looking things, whatever the hell they're called. The, the clones. Adipose? No, no. Uh, it's a two-parter. Oh. It's one episode very too long. He did Grant, He did that one? I like that one. That Every time I turn on BBC episode. America, that one is always on. I'm just like, nope. I, I kind of like that one because it's very much a throwback to classic Who. Um, I don't know which ones you're talking about. It's doing all those. Re the, the, the Almost People? Yeah. Is that it? Oh, oh, Doppelgangland? No, yeah. that's a Buffy episode. No, uh, but it's, it's the one where they're, they're forming people. Yeah, they have doppelgangers. They call them gangers, right? Yes, yeah. gangers. Yeah. The thing I, I get tired of because every time I turn on Doctor Who, just to see on BBC America, oh, I feel like, what's on. BBC America. Do they actually show Doctor Who? I didn't yeah, they do in the morning, and it's I like, like, just like, like, like Voyager. I'll be like, damn it! I hit the hit the lottery this time. It's the same one I watched the last time I turned it on. Yeah. Well, I guess I'd rather watch that than the Dory Whitaker stuff. So that's okay. Anyhow, gonna throw that last jab in there. Yep. Uh, anything else about this one? Nope. Mm -hmm. It's like one of those episodes that I think I would need to watch a few more times. It's definitely one, if it was on TV, I would not shut off. I would continue, I would watch it. I have more notes here, too. <laughs>
fear makes companions of us all. Which I think is a quote from Unearthly Child. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so scary but confusing and uh, stupid astronaut walking in the restaurant. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening.